Good morning. We are glad you are here to worship in the Lord, and I didn't do anything. That wasn't me. And we really are glad you're here. And I know for some, um, this they made a real big effort to come today. And it's just a, an extra blessing to have them in the house. And if you uh, look at the front bulletin cover, we are celebrating um, joy to the world all through the season of Advent. Uh, for those who are guests with us, we are. this has been our theme for Advent because this is the 300th anniversary of the writing of the lyrics of the, the uh, hymn, Joy to the World. So as we uh, begin worship today, I just want to encourage you to be about sharing joy into the world. And one of the ways that you can do that is to take the insert that's in your bulletin and think about it, hold it, pray over it, and say, God, who am you asking me to give this to? Because um, one on the side is our Christmas celebration that will be this coming Saturday. It will be in the Family Life Center. It's our first opportunity to use our new facility during the Christmas season. Uh, We'll be sitting around tables and enjoying uh, sort of like a Circa 21 evening where there'll be lots of different performers and lots of different Christmas music. And halfway through, we'll take a break, have fellowship around the tables, enjoy desserts together, and then come back and enjoy the second half of that show. So um, this is something that if you know somebody that doesn't have a church home in particular, this would be the, a way to, for them to enter onto the campus, to see the new facility, to enjoy it with you, and to get a, an idea of, like, maybe I'd like to come back in 2020 and begin to um, deal with that idea of, I need a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you um, can think of who you're going to give that to, on the back side is our Christmas Eve services listed, the campuses and the times for those. Um, please prayerfully think about who can you invite to come with you to Christmas Eve service. Um, I do know from many years of ministry experience that there is this time of year, bar none, where people are more open, there's a door crack where they would let in the love of Christ into their lives. And it just is. It just is this time of year. And so please think about who is around you that needs to have Jesus every day of the year and invite them to come to a Christmas Eve service with you. The rest of the announcements in the bulletin, we'll give those to you to um, think about, pray over, and see how God is calling you to, to become a part in the fellowship of the church in that way. As we begin our, um, our worship service, we want to begin with a lighting of the Advent candles, and Roger and Linda Akers are coming forward to do that for us. Good morning. Today we light three candles. The purple candles remind us that we believe in God's hope and God's love. Today we also light the pink candle because we believe that in Christ's coming we have joy. Mary, the mother of Jesus, sang a song celebrating the joy of knowing she would be the mother of the Christ child. In Luke 16, 46 through 47, she sings, My soul praises the Lord. 
my heart rejoices in God my Savior. The angels announced to the shepherds on Christmas night, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Neither the shepherds or Mary had or would have easy circumstances in their lives. Life can be hard, filled with uncertainties. But we believe that joy is present and possible because God is with us. We light the candle of joy and celebrate. Let's stand to sing the second verse of Joy to the World.
those around you in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. I forgot to mention that uh, the children will be doing their Christmas program during the 1035 worship service, so you may want to go downstairs and have a cup of coffee and come back upstairs to enjoy we're not sure what. Um, it's always a once-in-a-lifetime experience. It'll never happen again that way, and uh, it's always fun to see that perspective of the Christmas story through the, the eyes and the, the smiles of the children. Let us bow our heads as we um, prepare to receive the morning tithes and offerings. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that you invite lowly shepherds and kings from far away. Um, that you gave us that uh, promise in scripture that, that is about being a gift to the world. So, Father, we uh, thank you that you have given the greatest gift yourself. And now we have an opportunity to give back to you. May we give these gifts with um, humble hearts, grateful hearts. May we give not only tithes and offerings, but our hearts, our lives, our time, our talents, to bring glory and honor to you. We especially ask a blessing upon the, the called as they come to share this music as an act of worship. And may... They be blessed as they are a blessing to us. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Good morning. This season is all about the baby, and that's what this song is, That Little Baby. Once there were three wise men who were following a star. Traveling to Bethlehem from an eastern land so far, they heard about a birth there, an anointed holy one, born to be Messiah, God's only begotten Son. That little baby, he was born of a virgin, he was sent down to save us and to bear every burden, he was. God in the flesh, so let the hallelujahs ring. That little baby is a king. Well, angels were descending on that bright and starry night. Shepherds came to see that child beneath that star so bright. That baby in a manger in that little Jewish town 
One day we'll rule the universe, creation will bow down. That little baby, he was born of a virgin, he was sent down to save us and to bear every burden, he was God in the flesh, so let the hallelujah ring. That little baby. Born of a virgin, he was sent down to save us and to bear every burden. He was God in the flesh, so let the hallelujah ring. That little baby is the king. That little baby, he was born of a virgin. He was sent down to save us and to bear every burden. He was God in well, we didn't do it as bad last time, but a little better. maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. And if you would turn and pick out your hymnals in the back of the pews and turn to page 199, and on that page you will find what's called the Magnifica, which was the song um, that Mary sung and is recorded in the um, chapter of Luke, then the, the Christmas story. This is a song that she sang after the angel Gabriel announced to her that she had been chosen to be the mother of the Christ child. And so it, we'll read it as a responsive reading. Uh, I will what, read what is in the normal font and that which is in the bolded font. I would... Um, appreciate your participation in uh, sharing that together. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, who has looked with favor on me, a lowly servant. From this day all generations shall call me blessed. 
The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is the name of the Lord, whose mercy is on those who fear God from generation to generation. The arm of the Lord is strong and has scattered the proud in their conceit. God has cast down the mighty from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. God has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich empty away. God has come to the aid of Israel, the chosen servant, remembering the promise of mercy, the promise made to our forebears, to Abraham and his children forever. On the following page 201, we have a prayer for Advent. Let's pray that together. Merciful God, you sent your messengers, the prophets, to preach repentance and prepare the way for our salvation. Give us grace to heed their warnings and forsake our sins, that we may celebrate aright the commemoration of the Nativity and may await with joy the coming in glory of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Heavenly Father, we lit a candle of joy today. And Father, we, may we live out that joy, the J for you first, Jesus first, to think of others around us that we can witness to, for ourselves to be in that place of humbleness, to be last, that we would understand how, how much you have given us this awesome privilege, but also responsibility to be the, your light into the darkness of a world that so desperately needs you. And at this time of the year, Lord, that we have incredible opportunity to be that light, that there are hearts that are softened, and that we could um, speak into them your truth, invite them to come and to share in the joy of having a personal relationship with you, to know you're really real and that you love them enough that you died on the cross for them. Lord, may we, in the midst of all our busyness, not forget the mission that you sent us on. Go into all the world and share the gospel. Father, we also come today with uh, needs in our lives. And you said as children that we could come to our Heavenly Father and ask. And so we ask on behalf of ourselves and our families, but also, Lord, um, for those that, around us that you are calling us to pray for. So we want to lift their names, their situations into your throne room, and we know, Lord, that as a loving Father, you are listening to our prayers. Thank you. Thank you that you hear our prayers, every one of them. We pray that you would answer them in the wisest ways and in your perfect timing. And together we pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. you're all doing here when you could be seeing the the uh, kids program next service maybe you'll stay for that you know that that is always such a happening you never never know what's going to happen it's kind of like the call yeah it's just a, that's right hey i want to thank you those of you who've uh, encouraged me in in my artwork to uh, finish the bear um, i was able to to only do one painting this year, and it was uh, uh, hopefully going to be done in October, and then November, and finally this weekend it got done. So it's downstairs, you can see it, and um, if there is an interest, we'll have that printed uh, so that it can be used as a fundraiser as, as, as well. There's no commitment, but if, if you are somewhat interested, you think you might be interested, there is a sign-up sheet down there with, uh, for your name and your number, and uh, we'll contact you. Uh, if there's enough people, we'll get the thing hopefully uh, photographed and, and, and printed up. Uh, other other uh, prints are down there as well as a, as a fundraiser. But I just want to thank you for encouraging me and uh, uh, got the bear done, N- named already. I, I named it Poke the Bear. Poke the bear. Yeah. But, but, but don't poke the painting, okay? <laughs> Today is the third Sunday of Advent. Advent is this awesome, awesome season that we, as we prayed, we, I don't know if you really listened to the prayer that you prayed from, from the, the hymnal there, but uh, you prayed not only for the commemoration of the birth of Christ, you know, not only do we wait for that, we wait for the second coming of Christ. That's what Advent is about. We're living in that time in between. And what I'd like us to do is uh, to look at this Sunday of, of uh, joy. It's a, uh, it's a joyous celebration. Even the, we even have a pink candle that's used. And, um, it's uh, Joy Freiberg's favorite Sunday of the year. So it's the Sunday of joy. And uh, obviously we are looking at, as Joy mentioned, uh, the other Joy, uh, mentioned about uh, the, the song, Joy to the World, and how it is celebrating 300 years. It was written 300 years ago this year. And so we taking different uh, segments of that song as uh, part of the theme for uh, Advent. And <clears throat> today, as we look at Repeat the Sounding Joy, we're going to be looking at Isaiah, and it's Isaiah 52, Verses 7 through 9. Just a, just a 
note before I read this because it might be a little confusing. This is sort of the, the pinnacle of, of what, what <clears throat> all of Isaiah, the, the first 51 chapters have been building to. And it starts in, in chapter 49 and it builds even more into this part right here of, of Isaiah 52. <clears throat> Isaiah writes, How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, Your God reigns. Listen, your watchmen lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see with their own eyes, burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. Let's, let's pray. Lord God, speak to us through your holy word. May this witness to your word be faithful. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. <clears throat> I, I like Christmas. I like uh, uh, different traditions of Christmas. One is uh, uh, those, those Christmas Norman Rockwell paintings. Uh, don't you like that? I, I tried to dress up like, like a Norman Rockwell painting today. Uh, I, you know, I, 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 I like the tradition of looking at Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol every year. Remember, remember Scrooge? That tight-fisted nose to the grindstone that nobody liked, and he didn't like anybody, and he gets visited by his deceased uh, business partner, who was just as bad as, as uh, Ebenezer in terms of his being a Scrooge. and How this... Uh, the, this visit from a ghost started a, uh, an interesting night where Ebenezer is visited by three spirits. First, there's the spirit of Christmas past, and then the spirit of Christmas present, and then the spirit of Christmas yet to be. And I've been thinking about that and realized that, you know, that's kind of where we live. We live in the spirit of the Christmas past, thinking about that. We, we, we obviously are in the spirit of Christmas present. And then the, the, the future, the spirit of Christmas yet to be. You know, the past, I think of, of myself as a kid. Do you, ever, do you ever fondly remember back to times of Christmas and how things have changed as an adult, but you know, back at Christmas, you know, Christmas was really something as a kid. And then, uh, and then there's the, the the fondness that you remember of people that have gone on ahead of you. I I love our tradition here of having the memorial Christmas tree out there. You can go and pick up an ornament, write on a name of somebody that you're remembering, especially remembering. I've, I've got my mom and dad on, a, on an ornament out there hanging on the tree, remembering them this Christmas. And uh, uh, it's, a, it's, it's good to, to have that memory of Christmas past. But, you know, I think of my own kids, Christmas past. 
baby's first Christmas ornaments. You know, if you're going to get one of those for somebody, don't get a fragile one <laughs> that'll break. And then, and then I think of Christmas present. How, how in the world has this year gone so fast? And here we are. Here we are at Christmas time. Just one more Sunday before Christmas. Can you believe that? Here we are. And I, I, I think of uh, uh, Christmas present as, as I have adult kids. And uh, one, in, one in, uh, in North Carolina, we're excited about him coming home. And the other one here in the Quad Cities. And, and uh, just being able to celebrate with them and with others that we love at this church with the Celebration last night of the eve before you leave service. Next Sunday, the 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 big celebration on Saturday night in the in the uh, Family Life Center. You don't want to miss that. Full of all kinds of surprises. And, um, just just the fun of the moment, and, and and you know, with with the adult kids, knowing they'll they'll come and they'll still expect a Santa to have a stocking full of stuff for them, and um, wondering. Uh, uh, if they'll ever get married. <laughs> Wondering if I will ever have grandchildren, preferably in that order. It's a, it's a present Christmas that we celebrate. And then, and then there's the Christmas yet to be with all the thoughts of what will happen and what we hope will happen. We've been celebrating joy to the world this Advent season. Isaac Watts writing it 100, 300 years ago, and, and how we've talked about it really wasn't written as a Christmas song. It was a liturgy for the second coming of Christ, and yet it is so popular at Christmas time. I love that. I love the fact that it is so popular because it actually talks about the second coming of Christ. Advent is not just a time of preparing for the celebration of Christmas, for the commemoration of, of Jesus coming into the world as a child. It is a time that we should remind ourselves that Jesus will come again and that we live in the time in between, the promise fulfilled of the of the Savior who came into the world and the promise of the Savior who will be coming back again. We, we live in the midst of a promise fulfilled and a promise yet to be fulfilled. Jesus' Jesus's second coming may come while we're still alive. Did you know that? But it may not come while we are still on this earth. And and we just don't know when it will be our task. Our task in the time in between is to be ready. To be ready for his second coming. And not to forget that it's coming. That's our task. It is a time where we can focus on being a part of something far larger than we are. Far greater than ourselves. Too often we we get focused on just what's happening right here. We don't see out. We don't project out. 
It's, it's, it's what, uh, uh, what you would call being a part of something that will outlive you. I'm, I'm so happy to have been your pastor and, and to be your pastor as we opened an addition, the Family Life Center. Because I know that that building, God willing, will be used for ministry far after I'm gone, far after probably everyone here is gone. It's something that we have done that will outlive us. It's bigger than we are. Terry Teckel, when he was here, Dr. Teckel had he, he, he talked about Acts 29, living out Acts 29. If you look at the book of Acts, you'll see there's only 28 chapters. But if you read the end of that, it seems like it doesn't end. It, it, it's like there ought to be more. Well, our lives, Terry Teckle told us, was Acts 29. That we're living out the book of Acts today in the present. Jesus spoke of the kingdom of God being here, being now, and yet to come. It's been fulfilled, and yet it is yet to be fulfilled. The time in between. In the midst of simply going from day to day, doing what we feel needs to be done, we can miss out on the joy of the journey. The joy comes from focusing on more than just ourselves. It's focusing on really one thing. And that one thing can help you fulfill your purpose in life. Focusing on the one thing is what we should let rule our lives. And that one thing can bring joy, can bring focus in our lives, it can bring positive direction in our lives. It is understanding this, the one thing. God has it taken care of. God has it taken care of, folks. Another way of saying it and the way uh, it is said in, in the Bible is our God reigns. Isaiah brings that up. Our God reigns. And as we look at today, this Sunday of joy, we need to remember that our God reigns. And Isaac Watts said it so well when he said, Joy to, to the earth, our Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ, while fields and floods, rocks and hills and plains Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat, repeat the sounding joy. The message is similar to Isaiah. What we read, the prophet so long ago was saying the same thing in Isaiah 52. That our God reigns. That we need to shout for joy. He proclaims peace and good news and salvation. And that Zion's God reigns. Now, this is a reversal. If you've been reading Isaiah up to this point, 
you will realize that there is quite a change starting in chapter 20 or 49 and then moving forward from there. It's a reversal of what the prophet was saying earlier. You see, these prophets, they, they do an interesting thing. They conflict the, the comfortable and they comfort the afflicted. They af afflict the comfortable and they comfort the afflicted. This is where he switches to comfort. But before then, he's, he's saying, folks, if you don't change, this is what's going to happen. And it does happen. People who have disobeyed God are now in exile in Babylon. It happened in the year 722 B.C. And it was at that time that there was... Uh, in this, uh, you know, in this in this era of captivity that lasted all the way until, 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 the last time I think came back in 539. It, it was a very, very long period of time, but it was also a time of intense prophetic activity. Many great promises of the coming of the Messiah stemmed from that period of time, of God's people, while they were experiencing. The, the result of their disobedience by being bodily taken out of their land, of their home, and, and being exiled up in, up in uh, uh, the Babylon. You know, it, and, it, and it, it takes a while. It's far bigger than you, far bigger than me, far bigger than any one of them. But in the midst of that despair, the prophet Isaiah announces God's salvation the return to their homeland. And he tells, it tells about how this will be a sign. It said earlier in Isaiah, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will, will be with child and will give birth to a son and, and will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel meaning what? God with us. All right, another A for the day. Good job. Now, chapter 52 starts with two different events in the lives of God's people. There's the Exodus, when they came out of, out of Egypt, captives in Egypt, they exited out of Egypt, and also the exile that they're now experiencing right now. Now those two events are important because Isaiah is bringing good news. Just as God has led the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt, so now God is going to lead the exiles back home. It's living in the time in between. In between what God has done and what God will do in the future. And it's the recognition that our God reigns. Instead of war, Experienced at the hand of both the Assyrians and the Babylons, they now will have peace because their God reigns. They were living in exile, but they know from the prophets that that the exit that 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 they will return to Jerusalem. That time in between, from the Exodus to the return. Now. Interesting. 52 is celebrating the servant that's going to make it happen, and we shout for joy. 
But understand that it's tied to 53. You can't separate it. You look at chapter 53. You know when we read, you know what that's about? It's about it's called the suffering servant. We read that on Good Friday. He was pierced for our transgressions. The sins of all are upon him. That, that's tied together with the joy of and what the suffering servant is going to have to do for us. Now, let's fast forward. Over 400 years have passed. And let's visit a girl, and a small, small town girl in her home in, in Nazareth. You, you can find it in, in the Gospel of Luke. It's on page 1025. Interesting, interesting. You know, the Gospel of Luke is, is where you find the Nativity story along with the Gospel of Matthew. But in, in the Gospel of Luke, it starts talking about another baby first. We talked about this last week. It's, it's John the Baptist being born. And then we have this, uh, these words. It starts with Luke 1, verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, Elizabeth was going to be John's mom, John the Baptist's mom. In the sixth month of her pres- pres- uh, pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, the descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Guess what? That kind of troubled her. After all, you remember Gabriel. Gabriel is, you know, we, we think of angels as cherubs and beautiful women with wings. Uh-uh. Gabriel. He was more warrior-like. He stood in the presence of God. When people saw Gabriel, they were terrified. Just ask Zechariah. Same angel comes to, comes to Mary. Little Mary, she's probably about 13, 14 years old right now, comes to Mary. She says, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Huh. How will this be? Mary asked, and she's not doubting. She says, how will this be? Uh, since I'm a virgin, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And then, then Gabriel says this, Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. 
for no word from God will ever fail. Something big's happening here. Now, if you were Mary, what would you do? Huh? I'd be getting on the first camel and going visiting Elizabeth, wouldn't you? And that's exactly what she does. Elizabeth, the one who was so old she was not going to be able to have any children, is now, at least by Angel Gabriel's uh, announcement, is pregnant. Six months, she'd be showing. She's hiding herself, you know, she's not too sure about all this, but she's showing. <clears throat> Elizabeth takes, or Mary takes the trip to Elizabeth's home around Jerusalem, and there in the hill country, she, her, her voice is heard by Elizabeth. Do you know what happens? What happens is that Elizabeth hears the voice of Mary and the baby leaps for joy in her womb. She feels it. And she says, blessed are you, are you among women and blessed is the child you will bear, Mary. Be, but, but why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Something big's happening here. And this is where Mary has her song. You, you, you read it earlier as Joy led you through it. She says, I remember this is a 13-year-old girl. What? This is not what you would expect to come out of her mouth. She says, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior and he has been mindful of the humble estate of his servant for now from now on all generations will call me blessed and the mighty one the mighty one has done great things for me his holy name his holy is his name his mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation he has performed mighty deeds with his arm. Now back to Isaiah 52, this time verse 10. The Lord has bared his holy arm before the eyes of all the nations and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. And then Mary, he has scattered those who are proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has brought down rulers from the thrones and has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things. He has sent the wrench away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to, J to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary gets it. She understands that she is a part of something much bigger than she is and that will outlast her. She sees that she's living in the time in between and she's part of it all. Mary, being human, 
does, I think, exactly what all of us would do if we were Mary. She took the trip, and she stays there. I love what 56 has to say, verse 56. All of that, and then it says, Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about, th about three months and then returned home. Why would she stay three months? Elizabeth, six months. She wanted to see that baby. She wanted to stay until that baby was born. She did. I, I, you know, it doesn't really say that, but why else would it mention that she stayed there for three months? You know, Advent is a reminder that we are a part of what God is doing in this old world. It's the time in between where the kingdom of God has been revealed and yet is still to come. A time of joy if, if we can, can get beyond our own current events. I don't know about you, but I've, been, I've had a busy week. And it went like that. How many times was I able to get beyond what was right here to see that I'm a part of something far greater than me. And that I am very much a part of this time in between doing what I should do for the kingdom of God. You see, if we can get this point that God has it taken care of, then the time of joy that we can see beyond our current events is a time of understanding that our God reigns. And folks, I don't know about you, but that ought to, that ought to bring us all an amazing joy, an amazing amount of joy. Each week here in Advent, I've been selecting a prayer that has been written by someone about Advent and for Advent. And this one is A Prayer of Peace and Joy at Christmas, written by Rebecca Barlow Jordan. So as we close this message, let's pray. Lord, in a season when every heart should be happy and light, many of us are struggling with the heaviness of life, burdens that steal the joy right out of our stockings, Tragedy arrives as innocent victims suffer and an inner voice whispers, be afraid. We need your peace, Jesus. We confess that our hearts are too often filled with wonder of a different kind, wondering when the bills will be paid, when the terror will stop, when the rest will come. Will it ever? Is the message still true? In a world where worry, not peace, prevails, stir up that good news again. This Advent, make it real in our hearts. Never have we needed your joy and peace more than now. Thank you for the gift of Jesus, our Emmanuel, the, the Word made flesh. We not only need your peace and joy, Lord, we crave it. You've promised us rest 
for the weary, victory for the battle scarred, peace for the anxious, and acceptance for the brokenhearted. Not just at Advent, but every day of the year. Your name is still called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. We know that peace on earth can only come when hearts find peace with you. You are still our joy. You are still our peace. You are no longer a babe in the manger. You are Lord of lords and King of kings, and we still celebrate you as Lord this Christmas and always. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Stand for the singing.
want a world that whispers to us, be afraid. Be afraid. Remember God's messenger that says, do not be afraid. For with God, all things are possible. That's the God we believe in. And that God reigns. So go and share your faith with someone who needs love, forgiveness, or hope. Point them toward God. Let Him save them as He is saving you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and the people of God shouted for joy. Amen. Amen.